Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is February 26, 2017. Tonight's speaker is Gary Way, which is also known as the White Wolf. And anytime you're ready, brother. Hey. All right. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I had sent out uh, really... Um, the esoteric agenda and a deal on some of the secrets about the mind. Had um, Bruce Lipton and um, oh, hell, um, Greg Braden. Greg had written about the Isaiah effect, which was really an aspect of Qigong or Qi uh, Kung. They call it really. It would be Qigong in China. And uh, it would be the actual principle of, say, Ming Tong. And uh, that you do in full, you know, direct remote control healing and things of that nature where you heal at a distance. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but they, it, it's kind of hard for some of them to wrap their head around it. You might as well just block everything with me and you. Copy that? Okay. We're Jolly Roger kicking her down. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, you're correct, Noble Truth. Uh, the Isaiah Effect is an excellent book. Um, see, in the scripture, you, you read things all the time. And because of the exoteric way that we have been taught to think uh, in regards to scriptures, the ministers in these congregations are really 501c3. You might as well just realize that that is a state-controlled minister. I don't give a damn what you say. He's working for the state. Sam Bennett and Tobias is in the tide chamber. And that sucker, if he says the wrong thing, they're going to cut his tie off. And there's a big business there. That's 65% tax-free credit. And uh, as you begin to go into this, see, so he said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Well, what is a witness? You go into a court. And if you're called as a witness, you're testifying and proclaiming a truth. Now, that can get into debatable situations there is how they apply and twist those words. But nevertheless, <laughs> if two or three people have agreed touching on any one thing, and they can focus their will and intent, their desire, on that one thing, then it says the divine self, I am in the midst thereof. Well, it implies that it's Jesus, but in reality, Jesus there is simply a, a term that is defining and explaining the enlightened state of the conscious objective mind. The true power, he, 
that enlightened state called Jesus must rise to the chrism effect. They call it the Christ. If you don't activate that pineal gland and kick that high power on, it's like you can buy uh, uh, Tomcats or whatever. And you scooting down the road there, and he said, I'm going ballistic, I'm going supersonic, I'll be there in uh, 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 six zero. He's mocking on his afterburner. When you kick on the chrism state, activating the pineal gland, see, that's where Jacob was when he supplanted and changed and gained the power of a god. Well, once that occurs, you can begin to step into other areas of the mind to where you use the hippocampus, you know, the gate of sight, things of that nature. And um, uh, as you begin to, to walk higher and higher up into this understanding, um, we'll say that Jesus is going to marry uh, Mary Magdalene. Well, you consciously, your objective mind with the chrism effect occurring, you're activating what is called the amygdala on the corpus callosum of the brain. When you do that, you've triggered the sugar effect from the two pillars in the brain. And once that has occurred, um, you, um, Jim, you can knock that water son of a hello whatever the yo-yo thinks he is because these idiots, I can clean them off of the chat line. That ain't no problem. But see, the problem is, is that these yo-yos don't know nothing, and they really don't want someone else to know. But your subjective mind, the sheep go in on the right, but them stubborn-ass goats go in on the left. But you have to put those two aspects together and that is what the punji fibers in the brain are all about. They pass through the corpus callosum and connect both hemispheres. You're really using both of them. Well, the brain has three basic divisions. There's a fourth there, but that's not normally revealed to a lot of people. And... Um, you jump into delta T wave time, delta time. Um, in the military, you might have used it if you were in Montauk to be called the delta T wave antenna. Uh, it's a special antenna that can copy the mail at certain types of frequencies that are far beyond, you know, the normal range of stuff. But see, like, uh, I don't care if you're using UHF, VHF, Ancient Mary, uh, single sideband, uh, frequency modulation, uh, uh, you know, phase shifting and so forth. Um, all of these signals are rampant at any place, at any time, all the time. But you have to learn how to use the transceiver, the transmitter-receiver of the brain-mind connection to dial into them, just like you're, you're turning on a radio or dialing it in. And uh, as uh, as you begin to, hello, MJ, Denise, uh, there's a bunch of you in there. I noticed, uh, um, well, for noble truth, uh, 
That's a new one. Renzo Brown, I don't know. We're glad to have you. Truth Bug's in there. Uh, that's another studious lady. Um, and uh, as you begin to uh, sun tea, I'm not sure who, sure, uh, who that is, but uh, we use a lot of sun tea down this neck of the swamp. And uh, But nevertheless, as you begin to learn how, you, by means of your brain and the heart, can generate tremendous electrical current, electrical magnetic type current. And you can project that long distances. Average people think in certain ranges and they're operating basically in millivolts and so forth, and you can sense it on the skin. You get somebody that's a real healer or a true psychic or that can enter into that realm, let me tell you something, they can ramp that power way up and it ain't millivolts any longer. It's in voltage and high voltage. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you can change your frequency of mind that literally once you pull that energy up, uh, yeah, you do go to yawning because you're going past the veil of tears. You're going into the uh, theta range state of the mind, and uh, that is correct, uh, MJ, uh, number 11. And uh, as you begin to uh, step into these various aspects of thought, um, this is why great signs and miracles would accompany them because those people knew how to use or access that realm of the mind. And um, then there was ways of amping that up. You know, uh, different people would come and and uh, you could uh, join together and so forth. And um, I uh, was kind of, Denise had asked me a question or two this past week or so here. And I um, had uh, sent out some stuff where I was dealing with the, the, the hidden lost symbol or the hidden secret uh, uh, lost word. And um, so as we were talking one evening uh, via the email, I used uh, certain principles of that knowledge and uh, popped it out there and let it go to work. But once I started it going, have you ever been driving down the road and you'll hear a song come on and that gum, you next thing you know, you're kind of bopping along, singing to it, you know, and then no matter the song will go off and then you're kind of tired of it, you know, and you want to shut it off, but no matter, it just keeps that loop reoccurring. Well, that's operating off of memory. And so you're drawing forth out of the stores of benefit, blessing, or calamity, lack, fear, and loss. Both aspects are within the brain-mind complement, especially held within this subconscious, subjective mind, and yet you're also connected to the collective, kind of like in the Borg on Enterprise, the Star Trek. And where one knew it, they all knew it. Well, you all have that capability. That's really right there in your Holy Bible, the Torah, etc. But it darn well is not taught that way. And they're not explaining it that way because you would become too powerful. 
see, uh, the divine right of kings, they think they got the right to rule because, hell, they're supposed to be better than no more and got a bloodline bullshit. They ain't no better than you are. And if you learn how to think this way, they may not be as good because they're going to operate in that exoteric knowledge, although they do apply some of the esoteric principles to control you but they dumb you down in your schools, every public school. That's a state-owned school. They're not there to educate you. They're there to program educate you in the sense that you will become a good subject, a individual that can be ruled over because government literally is the ruling of the mind, your mental realm of thought. Religion? They're just going to tie you back and return you to the control of the legions of Rome. And if you don't think Rome is still present today, I, I, I don't know what you're smoking, but whatever it is, it's stronger than any cannabis that they grow out there. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've managed to smell and taste a little bit of some of the very best. But uh, I'm here to tell you it's way beyond that. Because if they can get you not to think or to believe that you can't, then they've got you whipped already. They can just sell tickets to the gun fight because you're the target. And uh, as uh, as you begin to uh, learn these different things, um, I'm not going to tell you what our discussion was, but I would be willing to bet that Denise would probably verify that once I said certain things, the process started... And it went to full board tilt. I mean, it went automatic online. And uh, in the process, she realized what had occurred and how I had assisted her to trigger that so that she could maintain that memory and that knowledge and be able to use it with a prayer at any time. And um, I've, I've told you before, you'd be driving down the road, uh, and all of a sudden something happened, and you recall something that occurred 20 years ago. And uh, it may have been the greatest thing since peanut butter to you, so to speak, and, oh, man, you just it just made you feel good all over. But on the other hand, you could pull up a memory or something trigger a memory that made you go back to a place to where you were puking, pussing, and fighting, and, oh, man, the more you thought about it, the matter you got. It was just like you were right there in full bore in the middle of that argument 20 years ago. But it had become a now event. Well, your mind, if you use it correctly... Not only will it pull up the memories, and you're going to see them. Your mental eye is going to see them. I'll hear people say, I, I can't see. I never see anything. It's just a feeling. It's just a thought. It's just a this. And they'll be walking down the road, and something will happen and say, 
Yeah, man, I seen that old dog run out there, and him and that cat got into it. And I mean, you talking about a situation was a taking place, and they'll just bust out laughing. I said, "What's the matter?" She, I can see that cat and that dog fighting now. I thought you told me you couldn't see. See, they're they're doing it, but they're not aware that they're doing it. Well, you are like the script writer. You're like the director of a movie. And you can change the script. You can take pictures or retake the shot until you get the picture exactly like you want it. When you do that, once you've established or enhanced or developed that memory, you can create it and turn it into basically what we might call a habit. And uh, a habit can be good. And a habit can be bad. It just depends on its application and, you know, how you're using it, what you're doing with it. But, uh, Denise, if, if you want to, if you want to talk, uh, well, I see you don't have a phone on, but uh, you can type in. Is what I'm saying correct? Uh, do certain words trigger and activate responses from the brain and make them physically manifest just current right now here? And you can alter them. You can you can enhance them. You can change them. You can make them do anything that you want. Because she did. That's what's did. hidden in those scriptures. She did say White Wolf is correct. Who said that? Denise said White Wolf is even, correct. Oh, I don't see her. Uh, let me look. Yeah, yeah. Okay, WW is correct. Uh, only you can curse you. That's correct. Uh, they have placed stumbling blocks in front of you, but they cannot stop you from self-determination. That is correct. That must be MJ. Okay, let's, let me run down a few of these here and just see what we got here. Uh, 11 is MJ. Huh? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Education okay. public is for the new world. The original is flat world only needs common law wisdom. The new is for corporate. You know, they, they're going to create a new environment. And, and if they can change your thinking, they can get you to create a shift in the dimensional paradigm, and you will now create the reality that they desire by your stinking thinking that they directed. But if you know how to alter that, you can reprogram the subjective collective unconscious and put in a new paradigm. And there ain't a damn thing they can do about it. Because once you know how to use the law, they don't have a weapon that can stop you. I don't give a damn if they spend $10 trillion on a weapon. It will not overcome the power of your mind. Because your mind is really the divine mind, the mind of the creator, the universal consciousness. But it is up to you and me. Remember? Thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And it really means in man is the L. The God is with. Really, the God is within us, operates in and through us, and we are the vehicle in matter. And our thoughts direct and shape matter. And that's exactly what was on those two deals that I sent. Um, 
um, back to you. I, I've got a friend down here that uh, he likes playing cards, but he uh, he he said, man, he said, I'm telling you, it's hard to beat them people. I said, no, it's not. I said, here's the deal. I said, you're in a card game. I said, all you do is you look at your cards, you look around the table, and you know someone out there has a card that you want. And, uh, or that you want to draw. And I said, you place your mind on that particular card and see yourself with it now in your hand. I don't give a damn how in the hell it gets there. You see it in your hand. And he said, what's that got to do? I said, just do it the next time you go to game. Well, he happened to have, he happened to have a, a game that night. And so he went, and he come back the next day. He said, what did you tell me to do? I said, what do you mean? He said, Gary, he said, every card I wanted, they gave it to me. He said, I beat them so bad. They said, man, boy, you're on a winning streak tonight. He said, I just kind of chuckled, kept my mouth shut. He said, give me a few more pointers. And so I helped him dial it in. After about six months, nobody wanted to play with him because he always won. So you can adapt this for anything. And um, as you begin to uh, um, use and apply this type of knowledge, you can apply it in your daily life. I mean, uh, there's a sickness there. Rewrite the damn program. Do like I told Spotted Al Jacob. I said, son, quit trying to figure out how to make it happen and get on the other side of the riverbank and see yourself already with it. Act as if it already is. But I don't have it yet. I said, it's all right. Don't worry about not having it yet. When you get over there on the other side of that riverbank and you start creating that new memory, that new picture. I said, now, if you empower that with your emotion, the ecstasy, I said, you're going to set that. It's like putting a lock and a key tumbler on it. Anytime you want it, you dial it up, there it is. It's like that old song, uh, Jesus on the main line, call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Well, once you've got the enlightened state of mind and you understand the principle of concept, you can turn it on and call this divine aspect up at any time, and you can use it any time for any purpose that you so desire. Does that make sense back to you? Makes oh, she is a <laughs> She sure as hell is a chick. <laughs> Things you're bringing forward, brother. I mean, if people just, you know, really listen to what you're saying, which I'm sure they are, but I mean, how it becomes alive, and if they practice it and apply it, they'll see for themselves. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, we'll be glad to have you back, Renzo. So, uh, Go take care of your rat killing, as the fella said, and uh, <laughs> come on back. But um, uh, practice. None was at once perfect. Boy, that is correct. And uh, see, that's that's what Jose used to tell tell us all the time, man, in all of the training systems. Practice, practice, 
practice. Do it over and over again until you see it, you picture it. You want to be a clairvoyant, a clairaudient, a clairsentient, a telekinetic, a, a, a telepath? See yourself operating in what those gifts or those abilities are. You don't know what they mean? Get your damn dictionary. Go find out. And then when you start creating a picture, so you're done. But don't be like a scattergun. You're not bird hunting. It's like there's a deer out there at about 600 yards. And I've got a clean shot. It's just there's a little bit of grass between me and him. And um, But if you know certain skills about how to aim and use that thing and you've got your windage and the right amount of uh, power in that round you're firing, um, you can reach out there and lay him down. 600 yards ain't nothing to somebody that knows how to shoot. But he's shooting that single bullet. He's going that long-range distance to get that prayer that seems like an impossibility answered because what they did... And what you would be doing is literally creating that event in your mind. Now, once you've established the memory, I'll hasten my word to perform it, that God says in the Scripture. But you see, you've got to put it in there. That's like impregnating a woman. And because the Shekinah, Shekinah, is a feminine aspect, and as you trigger into that, uh, you can make anything happen. It's just knowing the principle, knowing the concept, knowing that when you establish that picture and you made it perfect, you made it complete, it was a done deal right then. And if you really empowered it with your emotion, Abraham was in a high state of ecstasy when he got all of his promises. And um, there's a deal I sent out. It was called Fireball. It was written by a man named A.R. Borden, Angel Raymond Borden. He was also known as the Angel of Death. Raymond had developed some very, very unique abilities. And so you might hear him call him uh, Angel, or you might hear him call him Ray. Uh, But... uh, brilliant man. I didn't always agree with everything that he did as far as his own morals, etc., but nevertheless, uh, you're talking about a wordsmith, he is. And in that project book called Fireball, that was really a rendition of things that had happened, uh, we'll say, in Mind Lab. And um, as he wrote, as the director of the project, he could disseminate the information, but he had to write it in a fictitious format. And uh, because he couldn't name names and tell you who this and that was, you know, I mean, it's all classified projects. And various researchers from all different uh, types of uh, scientific and mental persuasion, etc., cetera, uh, they were there, but uh, because of their corporate affiliations, uh, they couldn't be identified. Yeah, I got you. But I'll bet you got a Johnson. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Excuse me. And uh, 
what he done was that he um uh, uh <laughs> it can be <laughs> and we don't know if you're a ball player or not. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyhow, uh as you learn to do these things See, here again, this is why the agape love these. Some of those things are written about in secret. Um, you might go back to the to the star seed um, elixir uh, of immortality, age-lasting ability. Man, those are secrets that you start just dropping it on some people out there. I mean, woo, you're talking about turning their head around. Um, I mean, it'll do things to them like you wouldn't believe because... They are not prepared for that. They have been so trained against that that they cannot see that. So you have to kind of walk them in a little bit at a time. And when you find someone that has the ability that really wants to know and to use it and will dig and study, and in this case, Denise is such an individual. And um, she digs and she studies and and uh, and uh, she'll apply and and she doesn't just listen to what I'm telling her. She'll go dig all kinds of stuff up. And so I know that the more information that I can give them, that is correct. Too much light blinds the eye. That's right. Be like a deer in the headlight. Um, when they get to a place that you can talk to them and um, you can just kind of lay things out, um, and it will happen. And then if they're sharp, they'll catch it. And um, if they catch it, now, once they've had time to think about it, it uh, it kind of shakes them up. You know, wow, uh, how did that individual get or gain that much power over me? I just knew the principle. And I have talked to you, and I can read enough about people's ideas and concepts uh, that uh, and the way they write, the way they speak, because out of the abundance of their heart, they're they're bringing forth these issues, these very uh, hidden meanings and teachings that they have within themselves. Uh, well, it is a compliment because she is; she's a sharp lady. I mean, I really do like her, but uh, I know that I have to be careful because I don't want to blow her out of water. And uh, and uh, you can do that. You can give people too damn much information. And um, sometimes when they even a little bit though, if uh, if they get a hold to it just right, man, I'm telling you, dynamic things will go to taking place. And um, I'll bet you that um, since she's right there typing, uh, um, it does kind of frighten you at times, doesn't it, Denise? Well, maybe she'll kick back in there and ask me. Yeah, it really can. And and then then they they go through a process of, um, man, you can say some things and honest to God, let me tell you something. You can you can step into a, a person, you know, like they'll say, man, they're in my space. You can step inside of their space so fast, so quick that, um, um, see, like in the martial skills that I learned, 
Everybody wants to be at long range. Not me. Hell, I want you to come on in. Get down in this box. Just get on in here close. Because I guarantee you that you won't want to be there. But nevertheless, see, that uses their ability and their desire. They want to step in so they can make that hit and get out, you know. But uh, they don't want to be real long range. And so they'll step in. And you're letting them. You're drawing them in. It's just like in Tom Cruise. He said, what are you doing? You're slowing down. Yeah, I'm sucking him in. God, you're doing what? And, and and here they already got a lock on you, you know, and you know just about ready he's fixing the fire. Pop that thing, hit the sky breaks, man, that bad boy stands on its tail. They go underneath. You turn her back down, lock and load on them. Boom, yeah, they're out of here. And, and so these are the types of things, and I'm using these different analogies to get you to understand um or at least uh, uh, doing my best to give you the ability to understand how this can work. Um, let's just say, we'll get, just let's do it a little experiment. And uh, each of you that's out there, if you're sitting down to where you can, if you're driving, don't you do this. Take about one maybe two deep breaths. And as you exhale slowly, close your eyes. You're allowing 60 to 65% of the outside distractions to fade away. Notice how you feel. Are you uncomfortable? Are you relaxed? If you're uncomfortable, then relax. Ease into a place that you feel calm, confident. A state of refreshment, if you will, mentally. In your memory, recall a memory that you enjoy from time past. Any memory. Pull it up and look at it now. Look at it real, real good. Notice what it is that you enjoy about that memory. Notice how you feel now. Kind of a smile, maybe creasing the corners of your mouth. A real confidence begins to kind of go through you. All right, let's erase that picture. We want to get another memory. Maybe it's a memory of you want to relax. You want to feel unencumbered. You might even loose your clothing slightly. Readjust your position in the chair, on the bed, on the couch. You feel a difference now. Kind of like a warm expansion state of mind 
focusing and coming forth from a latent memory. It may be a memory of great desire. A memory that, God, you want to experience it all over again. You want it to come forth now. At this time, you allow it to begin to flow through you, come over you. Feel the energy. It'll begin to flow up and down, relaxing. Each and every part of you. What is it that you desire? You might take and incorporate that into that wonderful sensation that you feel that has come up from that memory. Feel it. Experience it. Make it alive. You'll feel that energy begin to flow through you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Renewing, restoring, refreshing you as you enter into that desire, seeing, feeling, experiencing it, but yet empowered with the latent foundation of that wonderful memory. Feel it now. Enter into the moment of it now. Do so at this time. You desire it. And it is so. Allow it to completely flow through you. When your mind touches another mind, and both of those minds are in harmony. Those two aspects literally become one. You might visualize at this time seeing others agreeing with you in your desire as you empower it, seeing it, feeling it, experiencing it. It is yours. Experience it now, completely, totally, feel it. (laughs) All right. Now that you've had a chance to experience what I'm talking about, some of you want to type in your experience or what you felt or it operated with you, we would all appreciate it. You don't have to tell us every detail, but you can acknowledge your experience, or at least some of the experience or experiences that you felt and participated in. Because by doing what I have said and activating your own memory, your own desire, You have created a brand new memory. You are now in possession of that desire fulfilled. 
You don't have to go pay to get it. You've already done that. It's already yours. You've already called that that was not as though it was. It is now yours. It is in the repository of your memory. That's good, Uh, number 11. I closed my eyes, saw my friend healthy, and my field of vision turned emerald green. That's it. That's where you enter into the gate of the healer. That's why when you look at the rainbow, it's Roy G. Bib. Red, orange, and yellow is in the lower end, but it is a very useful state to trigger the fire of passion and emotion to bring up the true power of ecstasy. Green... It's where you can go up or down the scale or use a combination of that scale. The blue indigo and violet is as you go higher and higher into the upper realms of the chakra. Hear your friend telling you how great it feels to be healthy and whole again. Hear his wife. I believe it's Barbara. Hear her rejoicing. And calling you and telling you, oh, my God, you should see the change that's happened. He's totally healed. He's, see, you're, you're embellishing that desire, that finished product as a now event. You're talking about it in the past tense. In other words, it's already occurred. We're not waiting on a healing. Hell, we already got it. Copy that. You've got to speak forth like the Creator does. Let there be light, and it was so. That's right. He ain't going to run out there and tell you, hey, Joe, go see if the light's turned on. Hell, he already knows it's on. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you may, they... be the centuri- you may be the centurion for your friend, but remember, you're also the master, and you can send your word, your thoughts, And it shall do and accomplish that because Barbara is the one that came and asked. And as you send it forth, it cannot help but do that which you send it out to accomplish because as a king and a priest, you have decreed the thing. It is done unto you as you decreed because that is the law of creation. That is correct. You just have to understand that. And no, you can either think in the limited man realm or you can think over here in the God realm. God is with us. You bet your sweet patootie it is. She is. The reason is, why do I say she? Because as the high priest, the impregnating aspect, I am impregnating the womb of creation. I just know how to go to the second aspect of the V or the double V, the Vav, the Wa, and impregnate behind the veil, and she is going to take and manifest everything that I have put in there into perfection and or even better than I could think, ask, or hope. 
Yes, sir. That's the promise. Oh, wow. Sometimes you'll blow your nose when you get them tears and that yawn. And, uh, anybody else? Uh, how'd you uh, do? What did your experience uh, bring about? Anybody else got any experiences in there you want to type in? Rock and roll, dude. MJ's going to call in there, Jim, so when he comes on, open the mic up for him. Okay. See, Rocco's in there. Yeah. Folks, if you got something that you, I mean, you want to share with us, it helps all of us to get a greater understanding, and it helps us, you know, with our belief and our faith, so to speak, to where we can, you know, go forward. Like it says, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He must be dialing me in. That's what he said he was going to do. Does any any of you have any experience at all? There's North Carolina. I bet that's him. Yep, that's him. Hey, hey, Gary. Oh, hey, hey, Jim. Jim, Gary, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Got you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Saturday, I had uh, breakfast with a friend of mine, and um, we like to have, uh, we get together about three or four times a week and have breakfast together. And uh, um, Saturday, we were talking. And he related something to me that um, dawned on him um, this past week. Um, he, his uh, stepdad passed away, and he, he, you know, he watched as um, you know his family grieved in a certain way, but they, you know, they don't understand necessarily the the spiritual nature of things, and so he, he experienced everything a little bit differently. Um, I like it. Going to bed, buddy? Okay. Good night. Hope you sleep well, all right? All right. Love you. Close that door behind me, will you? And, uh, uh, okay. Thank you, buddy. So, uh, so anyway, he told me, I'm sorry about that. Well, he, he told me that. Uh, I mean, uh, a man that's got children that loves him and he loves them, you take your time and tell them hello and you love them and good night. I mean, I do that when mine come in here. <laughs> exactly, man. I've actually stopped business meetings for just that very purpose. And one one guy said, "I can't believe you just uh, stopped everything and got down and played with your child." I said, "I don't think there's anything more important in the world, you know." So anyway, uh, well, anyway, my friend he he told me he said, um, you know, here's the thing. He said most people are completely unaware of the law and what the law means. And so they think the promise is the law and that the law, as they understand it today, is just um, a moral code for which we're all going to live in or by. And he said, but in reality, the law is spiritual in nature and therefore connected to the um, subjective mind in a sense to where um, you can call forth that which 
is not today because you, all you have to do is hold it up and believe that it is, and you, that's the key word is to believe because your belief forms the title deed to the possession of whatever you desire. And yeah. uh, it's like entering into the to the promised land, and uh, so that that's what you're talking about. Before that's the 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 law, and the law came before the promise. Oh, excuse me, the promise came before the law. So the promise, of course, is you know that's like Saint Paul said, um, "I travail again, you know, until Christ be formed in you." The promise is that you would become aware of these resurrected. Uh, talents, if you will, in you, and um, you would become conscious of them and, you know, be able to um, to use them. In a sense, it's the it's the child being presented uh, to you, uh, um, you know, in the Old Testament, of course, Isaac being presented to Abraham, the New Testament, you know, obviously Jesus to, uh, to Mary, Joseph. But, uh, and I thought, man, that is really something else. I mean, that, that, to me, you know, I, I, I couldn't gainsay it. I mean, I'm telling you, I, when he said that, I thought, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, comments? Well, it, it is it. Um, I was in the kitchen this afternoon, and um, I had been thinking about some of the statements that you had made um, in the email that you had sent me, a couple of them, and... Um, I was walking to, and I stopped, and um, as I did, I I realized that, just as you just said, the belief is actually the building blocks that manifest the thing. And when they see that thing, they say, oh, man, you, you, you've got tremendous faith. Well, faith is the substance. So it was the building blocks yes. that made matter change to conform to your thought, your will, your direction. And that's why uh, if an individual comes in and he said, man, I'm telling you, it's a crappy-ass day out there. And everybody's sitting there and nobody says nothing. Isn't that just like a judge? Uh, you may have said something correct, but if that judge doesn't uh, refute it, then his silence, being tacit consent and prima facie fact, is established that he's agreeing. Now that judge has got a crappy-ass day, too. You're the judge. You're judging what's going to happen as it comes before the bench, the bar of understanding in your mind. Yes. You are that tabernacle. And uh, consequently, uh, you can redress that thing. You can vacate the court. Um, you can uh, uh, give a new uh, explanation. You can alter it. Uh, you can turn it. And um, uh, whatever you say it is, that becomes the thing. And so as you begin to listen to them, there's people that they're not going to know beans about Scripture. But you can say yes. things to them a certain way, and then they can make a great judgment. Look at the story of King David, Nathan, Bathsheba, and uh, her husband. Uriah. That's it. The Hittite. 
He was among David's 100. He was right up there with them Gadites, them boys that had the faces of lions. They were skilled in the use of the sword, the buckler, and the shield. They crossed the Jordan at the swelling thereof. See, what we got to do is cross over. But if old Nathan the prophet had walked in there and looked at David and said, Man, you done took that man's wife and had him killed in battle, and uh, you're a murderer and so forth, he wouldn't have listened. He, he, he couldn't have poured it down him. But he come in and told a story that David could identify with. Mm. And he used the story of the one ewe lamb as the poor man. And the other was the wealthy man. And David said, <laughs> more or less, he ought to be hung, you know. And the mm-hmm. old brother Nathan pointed that finger at him and said, Thou art the man. Woo, son. You just have to bring it to a place that they understand. But these people, there's people you're going to run into. They're going to understand. See, like Jacob, uh, uh, Gerald had... Uh, more or less talk to him and different ones about, you know, don't read the Bible, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. And I looked at him and I said, son, I said, one of the tools that helped me gain the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that I've acquired is right there in that Bible. And I've wore bunches of them out. I've got some of them, they had to rebind them. Right. I put that second leather cover on them, wore all the gilding off of them. And I don't buy nothing but the best one because I know it don't do no good for me to buy a cheap one. And uh, he said, but I, I don't think like that. I said, that's fine. You don't have to think any way you want. I said, I'm not telling you you have to read this or read that. I'm just telling you that if you want to know where some of the secrets are, you study that, I said, you'll be surprised what you'll find in there. That's right. But but and, we're not limited. Uh, we're not that, limited to it though, you know, because he said that's a certain correct. of that's your a certain of yeah, your poets. Like I read, said, I read the know? Gita. I read uh, um, then the uh, um, the Ethiopian Bible. Uh, God, I mean, listen, I've got every kind of. There's more books around here. If somebody came in and seen the libraries that we have, they would not have a clue what the hell I believe. <laughs> I've got the secrets of Merlin. I've got the secrets of the Golden Dawn. I've got Excalibur. I mean, listen here. I've got books that'll blow these people's minds. And 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 some of them they'd say, "Oh my God, we need to burn it down because that knowledge is." It, 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 they're so afraid of that knowledge. They've been taught to fear knowledge yes. that they can't go there. And uh, so he come back to me this morning and he said, "Gene." He said, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this. He said, I think I'm going to read that Bible to see what's in it. I said, well, you let me know when you're ready. And I said, I'll go with you and help you find you a good one. He said, you know, we could do it at Books a Million. He said, but I think we'd be a whole lot better off if we'd done it on the web. I said, yes, sir, we can. I said, you just let Grandpa know when you're ready. And I said, man, me and you will get in there. And I said, uh. Who knows? I might even spring for that thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I fear though that that the priests, uh, even though, um, let me say it like this: it, it was always, you know, thought that the Bible should remain in the hands of the knowledgeable priests, so that 
you know, it could be taught, but the the thing the thing that happened is they it got loose to the printing presses and got out to the masses, but the masses seized on the literal aspect of it, and um, and the priests, you know, they they were in breach of trust. They didn't teach what it actually meant. They go through the customs, they go through the traditions, and they go through the practices and the plays, but they don't actually teach it. You know, <laughs> you know I mean? that's correct. So that's what the papacy did. They told them that only the priests could understand it. Well, hell, if only the priests can understand it, the people, 90% of them, they ain't going to read it. But those that did, oh, wait a minute here. You know, the priest says this over here, and, and um, it don't read that right like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember when I first um, got in what they call the church, you know, so to speak, um, and uh, it was a Pentecostal church. It was in San Antonio, Castle Hills. It's no longer uh, that. They moved it, and I think they changed the name. But nevertheless, <coughs> excuse me, um, that preacher, he couldn't get over it because, see, I was using the techniques of Silva to remember, record, retain, and recall at any time in the future, but to and including, especially beginning today. And I knew how to count down, listen to a lecture, um, you know, count up uh, uh, one to three instead of counting out, to, you know, giving my command because I was in full conscious control. Most people think that when you do hypnosis that you're out of it. That's bull hockey. It just depends on your level of knowledge and understanding about what you're doing. And um, uh, Jose would say it's not hypnosis. And I'd sit there and say, damn, every, every principle here is right the same thing right there. Well, but because he knew the connotation was that if you were using hypnosis, it was like a, um, uh, you know, a sideshow deal and a hypnotist down there, and uh, they'd bark like a dog, they'd crawl on the floor, they'd do this, they'd do that. But you see, that's when they yielded their mind. They literally were doing it. The hypnotist was not doing it. The people are doing it. They accepted the suggestion, and they created that reality in the mind, and now you could stretch them between two chairs with nothing holding them up. And and their mind would do it because the mind has total control over the physical body. But see, they don't give that insight to that type of knowledge, and that's why the people don't understand. But I would remember record, retain, and recall, and be able to do it any time to and include, you know, in the future, but especially beginning today. And as you keep giving that program, what was that doing? I was creating a habit. I was creating a mechanism in memory so that everything I read, whatever I heard, I could remember, record, retain, and recall and be able to use it at any time in the future, but to and including and especially being and beginning today. And it's just that simple. I think it's awesome, man. I really do. I I really appreciate it. I I agree with you. I mean, it really is that simple. It but you have to believe it's that simple. You have to know that you know you're um, you're acting on something that's real. Otherwise, it's just a play, and it's just uh, you know let's just see what happens. You know, <laughs> that's the, that's sort of the yeah. thing there. But I don't know who thirteen is, but thirteen's pretty sharp in there. And, um, idiot, you're correct. Attorneys, they are the priesthood. 
in their format, just like the bankers do the priesthood in banking, the Rockefeller from ancient Egypt. All of these are different priesthood orders, just like Masons. They're operating as a priest. They're administering knowledge, but what do they do? It they don't explain it. Damn it, they put on a play. If you can't figure out what the play is, then guess what? You just flat don't know. Well, you know what? I wrote something today that I didn't send out, Gary, but it, it went like this. The, in the Levitical priesthood, you had a representative priest who went before you who took your uh, sacrifice with your labor, your estate, whatever it was, and they sacrificed animals in, in tradition and custom before the people uh, to atone for you know missing the mark. But in, in the Melchizedek priesthood, you realize that those animals are your thoughts and your desires and you are the high priest in the temple and you no longer are in need of the Levitical priesthood. That's been done away with as you realize that, that was just a a school teacher which taught you, you know, how to realize that these were just symbols and that they, you know, this touch not, do not, taste not business is just symbols of what you put in your mind and, you know, you know what you what you think and what you desire, and you're set free. All that you know, rote tradition is just burdensome, and it's just nothing. There's nothing to it. That's just yeah. correct. That number thirteen, that, that man. I'm telling you, just thinking about and listening to him. Uh, I keep I keep. Man, I have I had a friend that lived in Dallas. Ah, man, I'm here to tell you, you had a beautiful red beard. Are you that friend from the north? (laughs) Thirteen, are you that friend from the north that I just talked about? Nope, you're not that one, huh? Well, I'm telling you, he's a fine fellow, too. But, uh... Man, I got a lot of people all over this country, man, that I know it's just that you said uh, your brother from the north. (laughs) It took me a while, but eventually I found myself taking my first archery lesson. First shot hit the bullseye. I saw red and felt warm. A great white north top. Great white north. I'm at a loss, 13. I I don't know. I'll tell you what, uh, Denise, I've got a bare Kodiak Magnum, cherry wood um, compound, and uh, Bear used it to... uh, Kill that huge Kodiak to come up on him. I think he shot him from, must have been three to four feet. He was so close on him, he almost had bear. And he happened to hear him, he turned around and bumped it to him. And uh, I, I don't know what the length of his arrow was, but he sunk it all the way to the feathers, you know. So, uh, oh, you're in Toronto. Okay, okay. All right, I got you. Yes, sir, number one. I know, I know who we're talking to now. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything that you do, 
becomes an asset in how you direct and control, say, your mind. And um, you can make all of these things occur at any time. It's just what is it that you want. I'll give you the desires of your heart. Somebody said, well, the scripture says that uh, you consume it on your own lust and so forth and so on, and you pray and you pray amiss. The reason you're praying amiss and you're not getting it is because you do not understand the principle. That's all. And yet you don't want to pray anything that's going to hurt or harm your fellow man because in reality you're praying to hurt or harm you. The mirror of reflection will bring it right back to you. You want to mess with karma, let me tell you, she can be a badass bitch, damn it. She'll whip your ass or she'll bless you. And it depends on how in the hell you load her and it during this lifetime. You don't have to worry about what went before you. It's what's occurring right here, right now, during this space-time continuum. That's why it says today is the day and now is the accepted time. That's it. That's it. You just have to understand the concept and apply it. And um, see, uh, Dawn did that. Uh, Dawn asked for certain things, and I told her certain things. She started praying that way, and then we sent it out on the web a request for certain types of information. And um, I, I had stepped away from that. I mean, I haven't used that. I mean, I'm I'm involved in other things that's way more important to me and to other people than me just keeping my head in a damn law book, you know. And um, I've got thousands of dollars worth of law books out there. Um, I've got a complete Texas Digest. You're looking at the time that it come out. Hell, you're, you're talking over five, six grand. And uh, all the updates with it. Um, uh, it's just, uh, well, you have to learn how to understand the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. Lord, there's four letters. Today we see it as a yod, yod, which means to plow. And it looks like a sperm. It's kind of like a comma, you know, in a way. And then you'll see uh, the serpentine letters in Mesoretic, and it'll create like a door or a window. And then you'll see one pole sticking up. It's kind of like a serpent standing on its tail, and its head will be bent to one side slightly. And that's called the bab. And then you'll see that last uh, serpentine window called heh. And here it's another door again. But in Paleo-Hebrew, the yod, in reality... And and what we call the 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 yod today with the y was the feminine nail hook of the tent. It was the woman, the feminine aspect. And so, what they've done is they've turned some of this knowledge around, and yet they want to remove it away. So they'll give you the name Jesus because they didn't want to admit that he had come out of Iran. And they didn't want to acknowledge that he was an Iranian prophet, even though they didn't want to also call him out of Egypt, because I called my son out of Egypt, and yet at the uh, Delta, 
that's where it come from, and his name was really I-Z-S-S-A. If you were using that route going back to the Persian, Iran, and if you used I-S-S-A or E-S-S-A, you would find it more in the Kashmir provinces of, uh, say, India. Well, if you were a priest of On, you were a priest of Light. Light is a spiraling situation. You can direct it and put it in a laser and focus it and make a beam out of it. Light is a very unique thing. And yet, she, the feminine aspect, Kai, that high spirit self, that's above the bar. But the subconscious is powerful. The middle mind heart, the, the holy place. Man, if you want the real power, get your butt behind the veil over there. Go past uh, Solomon's court that will, it's equated to the cervix and the three rings or the three tapestries of the weaving of the veil and get in there behind the veil. And whatever happens behind the veil, it is a done deal. Because when semen is discharged into the uterus because of someone that has knowledge, do not worry about it. If that uterus was opened up and the mucosal plug had been pulled, she is going to get pregnant. You just might as well sit down and get ready to be called daddy, damn it, because you done triggered the action that's going to make it occur. Well, take that concept and realize that if you enter into the realm of your own mind and you do the same thing, yeah, the shooting egg, that's right, and uh, if you do the same thing, you know it's a done deal. You went to that state of ecstasy. You went to that state of completion. You have, you know that you've made the connection. You don't have to go make the connection. You know that you've made the connection. It's a very unique experience. And you can claim that is your foundation marker. Well, what do you do? Do you have to call it up all the time? Well, not necessarily. But you can recall that memory. Calm yourself down, take two or three breaths, and recall that memory of experience just like it was when you felt that connection, that state of completion, and you give thanks for it because you know it's already done. Well, every time you do that, what you're doing is reaffirming it. You're adding the substance, what they're calling faith, to make it manifest. You're giving the building blocks. You're putting the tube fours. You're putting the nails in there. And that house of desire is being totally built and established, and she will return it to you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. She don't never, ever fail. Well, <laughs> they uh, told you that because they knew that the fire seed, the elixir, during her time, um, and see, that's probably one of the most potent times that a woman, when she is in a cycle, I mean, that's, that's the time of mating. She's going to start hunting a mate, just like a, a, a deer, a doe, when she's in estrus. Uh, she'll go to a certain place where a buck has made the rub or the mark, and um, she'll pee and do whatever, you know, because she's leaving those hormones there. And that old buck, he's got a circuit. He may go on an eight-mile circuit, or he may go on a, on a one- or two-mile circuit. 
But he checks those spots every so often. And believe me, when he knows that the little gal has been there and everything's ready, that buck will now be on the hunt. He will follow her scent to where she is. And and uh, women are like that. Well, let's just say that there is an opportune time to desire. See, necessity is the mother of invention. You can get to a place that you need it, and you begin to cry out for it, so to speak. You begin to desire that end result. You begin to desire the, the thing manifested, the healing, the deliverance, whatever it is that you're, you're looking for. And when you enter in knowing to use this principle, this concept, she is open and receptive, and it is just like that cycle time. And see, at the end of that, after so many days, see, when you get into the seven-day week, and in the midst of the week, he was cut off. You have to understand, there's a whole lot more being said right there than what people think of. But if she begins to go to straw, that womb cycle is still open. That veil in her temple is open. And if they have a desire at that time, uh, she is going to become pregnant. You just might as well forget it. That's what's going to hell happen. If you don't want to do that, then you better not go uh, uh, where that is because I'm telling you, that's what's going to occur. Well, the mind's like that. And so if you take these natural concepts and begin to understand them, Man, you could have some power. Boy, thank you for putting that in there about the Sheila Nig. That is excellent. I will go back and research and study that 13. Thank you very, 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 very much. But um, is that kind of helping you out there, folks? <laughs> well, everything that manifests is a child, whether you like it or not. So you can have quivers in or arrows in your quiver, um, and it's symbolic of children in the physical sense of children. But that child is also a product of your mind. You created that child. You're going to bring it forth. You're going to nurture it until uh, it uh, it manifests. The same scenario. It, it's as above, so below. You're, you're looking at the same principle, same concept, the same operation. Um, does that make sense? Complete sense, brother. Uh, okay. Um, I think it's Isaiah 54 uh, that says, uh, many are the children of the desolate. Uh, no, it says, sing, O barren, that didst not bear. Break forth in the singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. So can you uh, elaborate on uh, on that? Sure, because they're running down the road. They're not really cognizant of what they're doing, and they're creating an abundance of children. Ass-whipping, calamity, right. loss, right. fear, sickness, those are all children. Right. And, and, and that, that, uh, that woman that's without is, uh, is not, uh, not in harmony and not conjoined to, to the fruitfulness. But the true wife, when you're wed to that divine high feminine self, that divine feminine God aspect, oh, and you begin to nurture and go into her, just like you say, let's say, a, a physical woman for a wife or wives. And um, consequently, and I keep referring that uh, to that because that is the principle. See, the true calendar 
and they were told that we needed to return to it, and even Nostradamus brought it out. And um, um, man, bring back my thought now. Um, Speaking about the the wives here, now the desolate wife and the um, the uh, the married the married lady, in that uh, that maker is thy husband, that kind of thing, and uh, connections yeah, to Nostradamus. Okay. Yeah, and the calendar is uh, 13 months, and it's absolutely 28 days. How many of you women have birth control pills, or you've used them? It's on a 28-day cycle, isn't it? Well, the Pope changed the damn calendar. That's like saying Anubis taught Isis how to resurrect and create the phallus of Osiris that had been cut off and and dispersed by Seth. And uh, so what you're doing is Osiris is also Orion, the mighty hunter, and uh, they took uh, 360 degrees of the wheel uh, because that's what it was, and they added five days, giving it 365. And uh, because there's four quarters, four women, they had a quarter on the on the on the quad, and so now they have six three sixty six per leap, and so six and six is twelve, and three is fifteen. That's the order of the total house, but they've rearranged the time frame. <laughs> I just uh, continued to read in Isaiah, and it said, uh, "For the Lord has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and the wife of youth when thou wast refused." He said, for a small moment I have forsaken thee, but with great mercy so I gather thee. And that, that just reminded me of um, Jesus saying that, uh, you know, when you come to know the truth, the truth's going to set you free, you know. Oh, yeah. So you're going back. You, you, you're recalling the wife of your youth. You're recalling. Remember when you were growing up, man, you'd wish you had this or wish you had that, and bam, the next thing mm-hmm. you know, you'd have it. Well, mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing. You're returning to that married state of, of thinking and using the divine inner aspect of your own mind. They school that away from you in public school. What did Thomas Jefferson say? Liberty and freedom is something that never was and never could be where the children remain ignorant. That ignorance, it must be schooled away, and that not at the hands of the state. Else the children be removed off of the land. And them that formerly worked for them will now become their relentless taskmasters. Don't you think it's time we educate our children? We remove the cloak of ignorance. If I had not come, you would have had a cloak of ignorance to hide behind the Mashiach in the analogies of sin. We're removing that damn cloak of, cloak of ignorance. We're renewing and restoring and showing you the gate, the door, the opening that is within your own mind. It's a straight gate. And when you enter into it, <laughs> there ain't but one way into that uterus. You're going to go through Solomon's porch, damn it, or you ain't going to get there. Now, you may get a happenstance firing and a happenstance birth, but there is only one surefire way of making sure that it happens. And when we teach barren women how to do that, or we teach them how to use the mind, they become pregnant. 
I think it's great because when you come to learn this, you realize in Zechariah, you know, uh, which Zechariah means remembered of Yah. It says, or remembered, of, remembered of I am. And uh, he says, uh, um, um, you know, back to the principle of, you know, when you learn the truth, you'll be set free. Is that yeah. who can who can stand before Zerubbabel? You know, I mean, Zerubbabel was it literally means seed of confusion, born into confusion, if you will, because he said the Lord called you as a wife of uh, grieving and stricken in spirit, but born into confusion. But when you come out of it, who's this mountain going to stand before Zerubbabel? I mean, there's no. I mean, when you learn the principles of the mind, you know, you can look at the powers that be in the earth, but like, you know, if I need money, I can just hold that up that I'm, I'm wealthy and money will come to me. And um, and it doesn't mean that I'm still not going to have to pay tribute to Caesar. I mean, it, it, we live in a world under law. It just means that I now know how to fish, you know. I finally learned how to fish, you know. <laughs> I don't have yep. to be subject to poverty and all these things, you know. Yep. We yep. need to we need to look at the scriptures not as a literal book, but as a spiritual book. It's a, yeah, it's, that's it's correct. Uh, and you need to understand that it's written in ways. While it may tell physical stories that can accurately be be searched out, uh, even though they've altered the history. Like if you want to look at the man called Esau, you're not going to find him at thirty to thirty three. You're going to have to go up to between sixty eight and seventy to find him. And uh, so you you got the Flavians that's entered into that time frame to reconstruct history. So uh, the story is 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 um, uh, it's always in the hands of the dupe conqueror. Whoever conquers, whoever the victor is, one that writes the story, and that's what they did at three twenty five. But um, nevertheless, anyway. I've well, got a crew that's fixing to leave out to go, and I'm going to have to go and. Uh, and uh, let them know that I love them. I'm glad they came, and uh, goodbye. And it'll be about an hour and a half, but we've been on here pretty close anyway. But, MJ, thank you very much. 13, uh, my my buddy up in uh, Toronto, and uh, um, I, uh, I'm i thankful that you came in and put this in. And uh, Denise, different ones, um, Rocco, uh, whoopie do to you, truth bug, 14, 13, 11, 10, idiot, uh, poor noble truth, uh, falcon do, and uh, Jim, thank you. And, um, uh, well, let me reach over here and see if I can get this whole chat right quick, because, uh, man, I sure want those, uh, those references there. Okay, let me see what I've got now. I was a little bit sharp tonight, so what I did was I set this bad boy up, and all I have to do is say paste, and boogie boogie, there it is. <laughs> I just love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> but anyway, folks, um, I've enjoyed it, and um, I hope you all have too. Um, it um, It's just something that the more you use it, the more you apply it, uh, the more powerful it will begin to operate in your own life. And, uh, you know, you learn that you can get rid of a headache, uh, 
next time you'll get rid of something else. Um, then when you realize that they can have a toothache and you can take the pain away, and then uh, it'll get to where they'll be running a fever. And hell, you can take the fever away. And uh, your confidence will begin to grow. And uh, then you'll learn to be able to do it across the telephone, maybe, or at long range. Uh, and then uh, you, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true, truth, bug. <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, I love you all. Y'all have a good night. Jim, I'm kicking it back to you. Shalom, prosper, be in hell. Thanks, all of you, for coming. Same to you, brother. Give, uh, uh, tell your family we said hello and love and blessings to them. I'll do that. Misty and, D- and Danny have got to go back to Baytown and, uh, or to Mont Bellevue. And, uh, I think Shawnee's going to follow him back. She's got to go and have some bushings put in on her Honda. And so everybody's getting everything tuned up, you know. And, uh, then the next one, uh, we'll send, uh, Spotted Al Jacob down and let him do a little front end work on his. Well, matter of fact, I got to carry him to Lake Charles, a guy that down there does racing front ends. And so I'm going to carry him down and uh, introduce him to Tom and Tom's son and get him fixed up. But y'all have a good night. Shalom, prosper, be in hell. Same to you, brother. Shalom. Well, folks. That was a great call tonight, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming and participating. I mean, that's what this call is all about. And, again, like I say, I thank you for coming. Hope you come back next week, same time, same place. And with that, I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health, and may all your dreams that are good, good, and very good come true. Shalom and prosper.